98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, the head of the foreign ministry's office in Hong Kong says the constitutional order must be protected to preserve the rule of law here. The mainland central bank says it will encourage more lending, particularly to smaller firms. And the gunman who killed 19 children and two teachers at a Texas school posted online warnings. The head of the foreign ministry's office in Hong Kong, Liu Guangyan, says the constitutional order must be protected in order to preserve the rule of law in the SAR. He was speaking at an international forum on the rule of law hosted by governments. Under the basic law, together, forms the constitutional basis of the Hong Kong SAR. So, protect the rule of law in Hong Kong, we must safeguard the constitutional order established by the Constitution and its basic law first. Only when the Constitution and the basic law are upheld can the legal spirit in Hong Kong survive and can one country, two systems move forward steadily on the right track. Commissioner Liu accused what he described as anti-China forces of being rampant here for some time. He said the national security law introduced by Beijing and the sweeping changes to the electoral system had corrected mistakes in the practice of one country, two systems. Also addressing the forum, Chief Executive Kerry Lam said Hong Kong is internationally recognized as being underpinned by the rule of law, citing a rule of law index from the World Justice Project. She said Hong Kong's score had improved since the handover in 1997 and had remained steady in the past two decades. We are determined that Hong Kong's solid foundation in the rule of law and our legal system in general will continue to grow and serve as a guiding principle for Hong Kong and a model for the region in the many more years to come. The mainland central bank says it will encourage more lending, particularly to smaller firms as policymakers move to get the COVID hit economy back on track. Small firms, a major source of jobs, have been hit hard by the antivirus measures and supply chain disruption. Priscilla Ng reports. In a notice, the People's Bank of China urged national banks to prioritize lending to central and western regions, as well as to areas hit hard by COVID outbreaks. Extended lockdowns in dozens of cities, including Shanghai, have hit both production and consumption. Last month, the economy weakened sharply and the nationwide survey-based jobless rate rose to 6.1 percent, its highest since February 2020. The central bank's lending notice is the latest in a flurry of statements by authorities seeking to get companies back on their feet. Last month, new bank lending on the mainland fell to its lowest in nearly four and a half years. Mainland authorities have reported 460 new COVID cases, fewer, 60 fewer than the day before. Shanghai accounted for almost three quarters of the infections. Beijing recorded 45 new, uh, new cases. The Texas state governor, Greg Abbott, has said the gunman who shot dead 19 children and two teachers at an elementary school, posted three online warnings earlier on Tuesday. At a news briefing, Mr. Abbott gave further details of the 18-year-old gun, gunman's last movements before the shooting. He said there had been no meaningful message about what his intentions were other than social media posts minutes before the attack. As of this time, the only information that was known in advance was posted by the government on Facebook approximately 30 minutes before reaching the school. The first post was to the point of, he said, 
I'm going to shoot my grandmother. The second post was, I shot my grandmother. The third post, maybe less than 15 minutes before arriving at the school, was, I'm going to shoot an elementary school. The gunman Salvador Ramos was killed by border police. The latest mass killing has increased questions among Americans about gun control. The horror expressed in the United States over the shooting has been echoed by many around the world. The presidents of France, Ukraine, and the head of the United Nations have all expressed their revulsion. Here's the BBC's David Willis. The treasurer of Australia's new government, Jim Chalmers, told reporters it was hard to imagine a great country like the United States going on like this. Australia and neighbouring New Zealand both tightened their gun control laws in the wake of separate massacres. Whilst China called the spate of gun violence here unacceptable, a foreign ministry spokesman questioned how the U.S. could falter the human rights record of other countries when it didn't care about the human rights of its own people. One of China's state-controlled newspapers, The Global Times, said the Texas shooting exposed the failure of the United States, which the paper went on to describe as the most dangerous place in the world. Ombudsman Winnie Chu has urged the Civil Aviation Department to tighten the regulation of paragliding. Currently, only those with permits can offer fee-charging paragliding services, but an investigation by the watchdog found that the department did not enforce the legislation conscientiously. Ms. Chu also recommended that the department introduce a real-name registration for paragliders. There are lots of promotion of paragliding courses or accounts of taste flying sessions in tandem on the internet. But CAD seldom conducted inspection of hotspots of such activities to check whether anyone was breaching the law. We consider that CAD should implement concrete mandatory measures and take proactive enforcement action against paragliding air services without a permit in order to protect public safety. The Ombudsman also raised questions over a half-yearly survey done by the Food and Environmental Hygiene Department on rodent infestation in Hong Kong. Currently, officials put pieces of uncooked sweet potato called census bait at 50 different locations for rodent surveillance. Chu said the survey results could be inaccurate and out of date. The rate, however, does not reveal the actual number of rodents or the frequency of appearances. In other words, there are limitations on the methodology of the survey, and as a result, the race generated may not truly reflect the severity of rodent infestation. DAB lawmaker Vincent Cheng says requiring real-name registration to buy concert tickets is a good start to combat ticket scalping. After the government announced the move yesterday for a series of concerts by popular boy band Mirror, the lawmaker had lobbied authorities to stop the practice. He told RTHK that tickets for a recent boy band concert had been resold online for thousands of dollars. He also said he hoped the ratio of tickets set aside for the public, currently at 30%, could also be increased. Recently, there's a boy team that having a concert in the Hong Kong Coliseum, and online they are selling like a ten more than twenty thousand dollars. So we don't want that happen. So the new system have to do the real registrations. We hope that that can stop the scalpers to do this. But of course, you know they still have a portion of the takers there for internal sales for the sponsors. So it may happen that the people using those internal or sponsors takers to sales all around. So we will see the results and how's going on after the show. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt has signed into law the strictest abortion ban in the United States, one that prohibits abortions from 
fertilization and allows private citizens to sue those who help women terminate their pregnancies. The Republican-backed legislation, which takes place takes effect immediately, makes exceptions only in cases of medical emergency, rape, or incest. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has rejected calls for his resignation after an official report by a civil servant blamed leadership failings for a series of lockdown-breaking parties in and around Downing Street. Joe Twyman from a UK public opinion consultancy gave a view of the general mood among British voters. People feel very strongly and continue to feel very strongly about the behaviour of all political parties, but particularly the Conservatives and particularly the Prime Minister. Prior to the Prime Minister receiving his fines, six out of ten of the general public said that if he did receive a fine, he should resign. And more recently, other polls have shown that six out of ten people believe that he should now resign as a result of Sue Gray's report. American scientists have developed a remote-control robot smaller than the size of a flea. The crab-like microbot can crawl, walk, turn, and jump. It was built using a special heat-sensitive alloy that can take different shapes depending on how a laser beam is fired at it. Its designers hope that the tiny machine will have medical uses one day. The BBC's Aisha Roberts reports. The minuscule robot created by scientists at Northwestern University is shaped like a crab and is built using a special alloy that can take different shapes depending on the temperature. The diminutive machine can crawl, walk, turn and jump and is able to move at speeds of up to nearly half its body length per second. The microbot's movement is controlled with the help of a laser. The beam lands on different body parts, initiating a process of heating and cooling, which changes the bot's shape, pushing it forward. The team hopes the tech can one day be used as the basis for future robotics in the field of medicine. The European Commission has proposed new measures to tighten the enforcement of sanctions by the bloc and to streamline the process for freezing and confiscating the assets of criminals. It wants sanction busting to be considered a crime under EU law. The Justice Commissioner, Didier Reinders, said the measures would also target people who had previously escaped sanctions. We are targeting both those that benefit from violating union restrictive measures, but also those that facilitate it. This will mean that both the oligarch and their associates, lawyers, bankers, will be within the scope of the offence. The world's largest bottle of whiskey, containing 311 litres of 32-year-old Macallan single malt, has sold at auction in Edinburgh for well over a million dollars. The bottle is 1.8 meters high and contains enough whiskey to fill 444 standard bottles. The anonymous international buyer snapped it up for the equivalent of more than $115 per dram. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,119. That's 38 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $53 billion. And in currencies, a U.S. dollar will trade at 127.35 yen. The euro stands at 1 U.S. dollar and 6 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 87 cents. In sports, the Italian football club AS Roma have won their first major European trophy, beating Feyenoord 1-0 in the first-ever Europa Conference League final in Tirana. Jose Mourinho's first season in charge at Roma ended with silverware, and him the first manager to have won all of the major trophies in European club football. Roma's former Manchester United defender, Chris Smalling, was named player of the match. I think you could tell how much... 
us as a club, we needed to win it, and us as players and a new manager, etc. But for the fans, I think all season, we've had an up and down season in the league, but they've been there every day, every time, whether we've won, lost or drew. And tonight is, is for Rome. That's, uh, that's all I can say. And I think it's fully deserved because we, we do have some of the best fans in the world. And um, tonight is, is for them. He's one of the top, the world's top strikers, and Mohamed Salah has confirmed he's staying at Liverpool for at least another season. That's the final 12 months of his current deal, but he wouldn't be drawn on whether he'll sign a new contract with the Premier League club. I'm just focused with the team, really. I don't want to talk about the contract now because it's like we have a long time. I have, I'm staying next season for sure. <laughs> That's clear. I'm staying next season, so uh, let's see after that. Now to tennis at the French Open. Five of the top ten are now out of the women's singles. The latest to fall is the Greek number four seed and last year's semifinalist Maria Sakari. She lost 7-6, 7-6 to the Czech player Karolina Muchova. Britain's U.S. Open champion Emma Rodikanu was beat 3-6-6-1-6-1 by the unseeded Belarusian Aleksandra Sasnovich. Rodikanu says she can take positives from her first season on the clay court. I think that I definitely got stronger as the clay season went on. It just takes a lot more to win the point on on this surface. And, uh, you know, you hit a ball flat, it doesn't really do that much. So I definitely learned, like, when to use the shape and stuff. But, yeah, I feel like I still got quite a long way to go on this surface. But um, overall, I would say I've definitely had a good first experience on the clay and uh, I think that I can definitely improve a lot more than than what I am at right now. Men's favourites Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal are both into the third round. Defending champion Djokovic had few problems against Alex Molkem, winning in straight sets. Nadal, seated fifth this time, came through 6-3, 6-1, 6-4 against Quarantine Mute. Nadal says he's happy to win despite playing with an injury. The last couple of months haven't been easy, even if the beginning of the season have been uh, fantastic, unforgettable, I'm very emotional. Uh, after Ineo was, I had the problem on my, on my rib, I had to, to be off the court for a while, so it's a uh, it's, uh, day-by-day work, uh, the victories helps a lot, and uh, play rallies, uh, win matches like tonight, uh, it's so important. In the NBA, uh, in the East, Game 5 between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics gets underway in the next hour. Miami will be without their sharpshooter, Tyler Harrow, who's been ruled out with a groin injury. Jalen Brown scored 25 points, and Jason Tatum added 22 to put the, uh, put the Celtics just one win from the NBA Finals. Boston ran away after halftime to beat the Miami Heat 93-80 to and takes a 3-2 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. Game 6 is in Boston on Saturday morning, Hong Kong time. And we just have time for the temperature, 28 degrees Celsius, relative humidity, 83%. That's the new sports and weather from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Usmani. On the show after 1.30, there's a bit of a cat theme to the program today. Not, well, the first half of it anyway, because today in history, Andrew Lloyd Webber's musical Cats actually started off in Mos- Moscow. Doors were open and it was incredibly successful. I'm going to be talking about that, plus some interesting new headlines about cats. I was quite surprised to see some of those. And after 2 p.m. today, Christy Lai and Yuki Jung are back with Chinwag. This week, they look at the subject of bullying. After 2.30, Andrew Dambina is artsing around as he brings us the latest local and global news from the art world. That is all coming up. And why not sort of go into a little bit of a theme of the cats and his doja cat and woman. (laughs) 